Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to your Tuesday conversation right here on Fox Souls of Black Report. Before I, uh, this young, amazing man introduces himself, <laughs> let me tell you, we're following the lawsuit from a white student against Howard University. That's an historic HBCU. And also, we'll talk a bit about the award Offset is receiving from the Black Caucus. Want to mm-hmm. welcome you again to Fox Souls Black Report. I'm Courtney Hicks. And I'm Lee Thomas. Happy to be filling in for Nicorder like Corte and happy to be sitting next to you, yes, my lady. Yes, we finally made it happen. We made it happen. You know, Lee's taking the day off, and you're here. We appreciate mm-hmm. you, and you do amazing work here. Thank you. At the Fox 2 uh, affiliate yes. here in Detroit. And talk really briefly about your, the, the stripes that you have as a, as a film critic. Oh, yeah. I've been a, a movie critic with the Critics' Choice Association for <laughs> years. Yeah. And also with the African-American Film Critics Association, yeah. the Detroit Film Critics. So I've been covering movies for a very, very long time. If there's somebody that you've seen in a movie, I've probably talk to them or their dad and them at some point. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to talk to you a little bit later on about some films that are coming out. Good, good, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, we have to talk about the latest project from T.D. Jakes. You better preach it. And I'm saying his name like that almost every time. T.D. Jakes. uh, He's starting more than a community. We'll talk about that. Plus, my forte, movies, Michael mm. B. Jordan, Creed Three. Is it what you want it to be? Wow. Okay, we'll talk about the impact yeah. on our people. And it's yeah. the third film in the franchise. I was going to say. He's it, the director. A lot and of it's been so interesting to watch him go, you know, from shoot from up to a, a, yeah. a, a list actor. Mm-hmm. It's been a good ride. All right, you know, it's all about our news, our views, and our voice. So let's get into the top uh, conversation for today. There's a white student that is suing Howard University, the Mecca, for $2 million after after claiming he suffered from racial discrimination while attending the university's law school. Michael Newman was a law school student at Howard in 2020 and was expelled in September of 2022. Now, while there, the lawsuit claims Newman suffered depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts due to public ostracism, uh, vilification, and humiliation. He specifically named Howard's global head of diversity recruiting in the lawsuit, saying he Mm. told Newman, he allegedly was the most hated student he had seen during his tenure at the university. What a claim there. I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that someone of that stature and holds that office would never say anything uh, like that to a student. And it'll be interesting to see how this case plays out. It's like a, a reversal kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. I know that um, from my understanding, you know, a white student at a historically black college would be considered a minority. And so they Definitely. benefit yeah. no different from how sometimes right. black students uh, benefit at uh, predominantly white institutions. But uh, if, if these claims are true, uh, that's not a good look for, for somebody of that stature hold that office to say something like that to a student, no matter the color. But uh, absolutely. Well, you, you can't call a student out or, yeah. or, or you should not call a mm-hmm. student out. But mm-hmm. there are claims of what that young man said, mm-hmm. not only in class, but also online. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody has to be accountable for, their, for what they say. Also, if you're a white student at a predominantly black university, Mm -hmm. you've got to know that you're going to be the ones that's different. So if you start having some outburst of some kind of commentary that is against the grain, Mm I've got to think you're doing that on purpose, and a lot of people are looking for attention and a payday, and he's asking for two million. Yeah, and you, but you two gotta, million in a lawsuit. And to your point, but you got to know if you start acting up on the other side of this argument that they're going to come for you. <laughs> I mean, they are. They I are. Mean, whether it be students, you know, maybe this faculty member, whether it be out of line, you know, a bit out of line in regards to how he handled it. Yeah. You start acting up, they're going to come for you, especially in this day and age we're living in now. I'll say this, and I'll leave it alone. Okay. We are talking about the Black Harvard 
Harvard, and he's suing the law school, a building full of lawyers. The Mecca. Do what you got to do. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, they held a Black History Month event at the White House this week. But it's the president's comments about black Greek life that has many people heated. Uh -oh. uh, now, the president was speaking uh, following Representative Hakeem Jeffries, the minority leader in the House, and he referred to the Divine Nine. He said a couple of other things. Take a listen. You know, I know, uh, I know real power when I see it, the Divine Nine. <laughs> We're honored to have presidents, all the presidents here tonight. And I want to thank him. For the, and by the way, you know, I'm not, I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I know where the power is. I know where the power You think I'm joking. I learned a long time ago about the Divine Nine. And that's why I spent so much time at Delaware State campaigning and organizing my campaign in Delaware. Oh, he, Courtney, he, he took I it there. I know you got to read the prompter right now, but your mouth <laughs> fell open when he said that. Go you ahead. You know what? They used to have to hold Joe back. All right. You know, back back in the Obama days. Listen, also invited to the historical event was our general manager of Fox. Right now. So there you see him right, right there now. looking all dapper. James Dubose. Uh, he was there with Lonnie Love, who stopped by. Good and job. Spent some time with us uh, not too long ago here in Detroit. He did. And he did. Uh, he did. many, many more stopped by to show um, their support with uh, President Biden's efforts. A lot of notable uh, figures. Uh, in the community, it was. It looks like it looked like a grand affair. It looked like a grand affair, and and I hope that a, a grand affair like this. And, and yeah. the president went on to say that all of the presidents of the Divine Nine, talking about all the black fraternities and sororities mm -hmm. of the Panhellenic Council, of mm -hmm. which I'm a kappa, all of them, the presidents were in that room. So mm -hmm. uh, I understand, but I hope his comment doesn't overshadow the event. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you know, he can he can have some loose lips every now and then. A, a bit of a renegade. I remember a lot. Lot of his his rhetoric while he was vice president, mm -hmm. and sometimes Obama had to have, had yep. to reel him back in a little reel bit. Him in a but bit, I, yeah. but I think the intention is yeah. is real. I think the intention is pure. And and let's keep it real. He's right. Not just the divine nine, but the entire black community. Mm -hmm. That's why he's playing catch up with these promises. Mm -hmm. Look, mm -hmm. the stroll to the polls, and, <laughs> and 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 how we got those folks in to yeah. to, to make sure that he got uh, in that wife in that White House. So you know, listen. Uh, you might not have liked the delivery, but I think the message was, um, it, you know, it was full of good intention. It was full of good intention. It was part of a bigger event. But when, when the president <laughs> says a comment like that, you do take pause. You I was do. watching you because I, I watched it twice it's myself beforehand, and you, like, your mouth fell open, and so did mine. And then you, then, and then the other part you do, like we all do, do. you lean in to see, <laughs> where, see you, where you going with what that, else? Prez? Where you yeah. going with that? But, but I think, as we always say, at the end of the day, would you invite him to the barbecue? <laughs> Absolutely. Come to the barbecue, Absolutely. Lee. As long as he brings his buddy, Barack. That's right. <laughs> I know that's right. My cap of Yes, he's invited. All right. Yes. Moving on here. Stephen Benjamin, the former mayor of Columbia, South Carolina, will be the new senior advisor and director of the public uh, office, the Office of Public Engagement. That's it. Now, Mayor Benjamin will replace Keisha Lance Bottom. Familiar, familiar name there. Benjamin previously served as Columbia's mayor from 2010 to 2021 and currently sits as the CEO and president of the Benjamin firm. Now, as mayor, he served as the president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors from 2018 to 2019 and the president of the African American Mayors Association from 2015 to 2016. You know, when I hear these big titles, and I, and I went to the script because it says the senior advisor and director of He'd the Office busy. of Public Engagement. Yeah, like, what do you really I'm do? I'm just a dude. I'm like, what, what do you do? When you go to your office and you sit at your desk what and you pick you up really the phone, do? what do you do? You know, and I know they do a lot. It's all about yeah. public engagements. It's all about face forward for mm -hmm. the administration. And it's good to see an African-American was in the position, yeah. an African-American is in the position. Yeah. But what do we always say? It looks good on that it resume. It does look great on the resume. But what do you really do? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Uh, we'll uh, have to find out. I'm sure he's going to do a lot know, for the administration for and him. for the country. Yeah, congrats yeah. for him. Uh, there's a new panel in Massachusetts that will advise the state administration on ways to help support empowerment efforts in the black community. Mm. Now, the panel will offer guidance on issues related to economic prosperity and well-being, of course, of the black community, including education, healthcare, housing, workforce development. That all sounds fantastic. Now, the 33-member Governor's Advisory Council on Black Empowerment held its first closed-door meeting this week and says the administration has been 
incredibly intentional, that's in quotes, mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. building a diverse team within the Massachusetts State House, as well as putting people in front outside, oh, in from outside, mm -hmm. putting people in front yeah. that are from outside. So I always, I'm sorry, Courtney, now I'm old school. What? I always sit back and go, that sounds great, much Ooh. like that title. Because everybody is in the position after everything that's happened in our country for the last three years, everybody's in the position to do something. But then what are you saying? Like, where's the beef? Where's the proof in when, the pudding? After they open the door, it's the first yeah. closed door meeting. Open the door yeah. and let us know what you're going to do. It, you know, it's always a matter, a lot of times, of execution because mm -hmm. the talk sounds good. What we what we read on paper sounds good. But it's about, you know, the process and getting from, from, one, from point A to point B. And not only getting from point A to point B, but yielding the results that you're promising or yielding the results that people are expecting yeah. for you to yield as the person that they put up. Uh, in office. I'm just excited to see uh, some of the diversity mm -hmm. in that Massachusetts mm -hmm. State House. You know, I want them to keep pushing in, in that direction as well. And you know what else I like that they're doing? Mm. They're inviting people in the room. Yeah. They're not just going, let's get it together and help them. Because you have to talk to the people that you're intending to That's help. That's right. That these policies you, and laws are going to affect. You have to integrate yeah. them into the policies. That's right. So that once you get to that implement, implementation stage, mm -hmm. then uh, it actually works for them. They've already agreed they were part of the process. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times when administrators decide they want to help, mm -hmm. they go, you need this, you need that, yeah. you need this. Yeah. And people don't accept the help. Yeah. So and, and you've listen, got to include them in the process. Yeah, and listen to the entire conversation. Yes. Because even though you might not agree with their stance or how they're postured in a particular um, situation or a particular um, um, law or mm -hmm. policy, uh, it's still good to take it take it all in mm -hmm. and then make a decision as to how to go forth. So you, so you have this inclusive uh, kind of energy and everybody mm -hmm. feels as though they've been heard. I think that's most important. You know people want to feel heard. Well? They need to go ahead and uh, either watch the Black Report <laughs> or, or give us a shout. Listen, you, We can give us some advice. You, you, you're trying to get on the payroll here. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> Judge has given Extra money don't hurt. <laughs> I know. Especially you got a teenage daughter right? starting high I school, do, right? I, I know, right? A judge has given Marriott Hotels a deadline to provide video that mm. alleges misconduct of NFL Hall of Famer Michael Irvin. May I? Yes. Mm. All right, back to you. This all comes after the NFL Network pulled Irvin for his Super Bowl shows after the alleged incident. In the Marriott Hotel lobby, Irvin allegedly had an encounter with a woman. He says it was nothing more than a handshake. Courtney, may I? Yes. Mm. But she disagrees. He says he had uh, he'd been out, you know, it was Sunday night, you know, all the fanfare, a little drinking, the cocktails uh, with former teammates, and then returned to the hotel. Irvin says he didn't even remember meeting this particular woman until later when somebody from the network informed him that he needed to move to a different hotel because of the incident. And even if Irvin is telling the truth, mm -hmm. his past is so checkered. Yes. I don't know if people want to believe him. Mm -hmm. Sometimes maybe you're hesitant because of his past. And I think that's unfortunate because you should be able to rebound, huh? And I don't know what to think on this because I agree. He does have a past. Mm. He's an NFL player. You can, you can Google checkered. it. It pops right He's up. A great, He's a great. He's a great player, Hall of Famer, Man, all of listen. that. But you know what he also did mm. that gave me pause? Hmm. He, uh, against his lawyer's advice, went online to social media and commented, talking about this is where we were, this is what we did. I walked down to the room, the she was there, I shake the hand. I need to. Ah, sometimes, yeah, you got to listen to your counsel and let it play out, and let it play out. Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm watching that, thinking, yeah. is he saying this because he wants me to believe him? Mm -hmm. Or is he saying this because it's the truth? And that is where it gets dicey. Let the gray. court handle That's right. the, the thing. Talk in court. Talk through your lawyer yeah. until it's time to speak. I know he maybe yeah. he was honestly trying to get out in front of it. Mm -hmm. But, man, it's I, I don't know if it was a good look or not, honestly. I, I, I want to think that he's, you know, turned his life around. We, of course, see him continue to, you know, grow in progress. We, we mentioned T.D. Jakes mm -hmm. earlier, who we have a story on. And he's always in that audience, yeah. in, the, in the front row, you know, you know getting that word in. Oh, yeah. So I, I, oh, yeah. I, I want to believe that, that his life has turned around, but then incidents like this pop up, you know. May I one more time, like my grandma used to. Mm. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs>
Uh, the last year has proven tough for the Migos members, Offset uh, as well, but one of the group is being recognized for his contributions to the culture. Now this week, the rapper was gifted with the Georgia Legislative Black Caucus Legacy in Hip Hop Award. Wow. And the 2023 annual Heritage Dinner is where they gave it to him. The Heritage Dinner was created by Georgia's business leaders and community activists who recognized Offset for his annual toy giveaway in Georgia. I love that. Mm -hmm. And this past year, at his most recent toy drive, Offset received a key to the county. Yeah, and you yeah. gotta love the, the sexy B-roll here, right? <laughs> I didn't notice that at all. I, was, I did. You know what? You know, I, I didn't like, see. Whoa. I didn't see uh, Cardi B wearing yellow. Yeah, I didn't see none of that. Man. I was I was focused on Reed. Yeah. What, 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 what I love about when we when we talk about uh, rappers, um, you know, a lot of times you know their background. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they they're from very difficult um, mm -hmm. situations, family life, yeah. life in the streets, and so there's that debate: Does art imitate life, or does life imitate uh, art, but when right. they get to, to a position to whereas they can give back and, yes. and they know they have a lot of eyes on them and they are huge influencers, it's good to see that aside from that, that they do know that, you know, doing good in the hood is necessary. And, 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 and you and you got to show up in that way as well. And it also feeds the soul as well. Mm -hmm. the, not mm -hmm. only the soul of the hood, but also him. Yes. It, yes. Letting him, let, that he's That's representing good. so many people and he comes mm -hmm. back to those people and mm -hmm. give back. I think it's one of the utmost important things to do. I do. If you mean it or not, yeah. just do it. Yeah. And, and I'm hoping this really um, contributes to maybe his healing. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to, you know, move outside of yourself in order to, you know, bring some of those feelings of healing and and uh, to be able to move on from such a tragic loss like that. So when yeah. you're, you're getting is in your giving. So if it's healing that he needs, keep giving. And it, I feel like he'll get that energy, that healing energy back. Well spoken. Especially from his fans. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. Well spoken. Indeed. Well spoken. All right. Coming up, he's going from comedy to the campaign trail. Yes, indeed. <laughs> when we return, actor and comedian Red Grant will stop by to discuss his efforts to better D.C. schools. Do not go anywhere. Fox Soul's Black Report rolls on. Mm -hmm. Hey, we want to welcome you back to Fox Soul's Black Report. Our guest is not only a DC-based humanitarian, but also an entertainer with a career spanning over three decades in film, comedy, entertainment. His infectious laughter and unrelenting work ethic have brought joy to audiences all over the world. I want you to welcome to the show Rodney Red Grant. Hello, Red. How you doing, sis? How you been? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to see you. I remember you from my, my DC days. I was uh, with Magic 102.3. Used to come and check you out all the time. And so what, what I want to start off with is in 2022, you entered the world of politics. You have always been, excuse me if I offend, a fool on the stage, okay? But then you <laughs> went from that to running for mayor of D.C. as an independent. So tell us, you know, about this this shift and this historic campaign, uh, this undertaking. Well, it's, it's a lot of smart fools out there, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, well, and I will say back in 2019, I decided to run for mayor of Washington, D.C. I was called to run for mayor, spoke to my wife and my kids, and they were in. Um, I was coming back and forth to Washington, D.C., and uh, a lot of my neighbors and friends were asking me to uh, run for office, and I didn't know which office I would run for. Um, so we spoke about it. I talked to a few people and I really got involved with the community, started a lot of community based groups like Don't Stop, uh, Don't Shoot Guns, Shoot Cameras, which helps young people learn filmmaking from thoughts of theater and beyond your block. And I, I really uh, engulfed myself into my community and started seeing a lot of the things that were going on in the community. Um, me having a background in business, uh, working for Viacom for so many years, producing mm -hmm. television. Um, I decided to run as an executive office of mayor. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. A lot of people uh, got behind this movement. And in 2000, I would say 21, we kicked it off. And, you know, we had a successful run at mayor, getting yeah. over 100,000 votes uh, in the city of Washington, D.C. as an independent. Mm -hmm. And it never been done. I made history 
Uh, yeah, you did. And I'm so happy that so many people got behind this movement because we are definitely dealing with something in our societies right now that mm-hmm. is off and we need to get back on. And I, we need to really uh, keep our politicians in line because they are uh, lying a lot to the public and, and misleading them as uh, leaders. And I'm in the movement to make sure they have the proper leaders in place. And I'm going to continue to to push that movement. Yeah. So, you know, being a comedian, being out in the community, well-known name, especially in the DMV. Um, so, you, you know, you've had your pulse on the people throughout your career. So when it came to shifting into politics, what, was there any challenge in maybe a different sector of folks taking you seriously? Well, I mean, I, I think it's a challenge in any um, field when you get into anything new. No one wants anybody uh, that's an outsider in yeah. uh, what they've been uh, doing over the years. Right. But I, I think the I think people who really know me as Rodney Red Grant understand how mm-hmm. serious I am. People who ever been on uh, any of my uh, film sets or television sets understand mm-hmm. how I run a, a, a strict program and. You know, it, it's not really about me trying to make people understand if I'm serious or not. Mm-hmm. My work stands for uh, itself, stands gotcha. on itself, and uh, uh, I'm going to continue to to push the envelope. You know, we have so many different people, like Dick Gregory, mm-hmm. uh, who is uh, who I look up to, who push the envelopes in society, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that people here was. Uh, what they have to hear and, and continue to push the envelope. Indeed, indeed. So we know after you finish up with, with us here, you're on your way to inspire uh, and work with uh, some youth. You've been impacting uh, the young folks uh, for years with your nonprofit, Don't Shoot Guns, Shoot Cameras. Uh, talk a little bit more about that particular uh, lane of work. Well, I started Don't Shoot Guns, Shoot Cameras uh, about three years ago in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. in Ward 8, one of the um, I would say forgotten about wars in our in our city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have high crime rate. Um, education is suffering, and I wanted to bring something that helped me push through. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, I started uh, this whole entertainment business at 19 years old. I was barely uh, old enough to really understand, but you know when BET and uh, gave me an opportunity to produce shows for their network. You know, I jumped at the opportunity and it showed me so much that I wanted to really teach so many other people, so many young people, because they walk around with their cameras in their hand uh, <laughs> when I didn't have a camera in my hand. That's right. <laughs> you know. I'm, I, I take it you're Generation X. We, we didn't have that, that luxury <laughs> no, or that didn't. interesting, uh, <laughs> that interesting device the there, right? <laughs> so, you know, it, it becomes a little bit more simple, but I, yeah. I teach them the base of filmmaking from thought to theater. They write their own scripts. They, they shoot their own scripts. They produce their own scripts. They direct the scripts. Mm. I teach them executive producing, all of the things, grips and gaffers, all of the things that they will need to uh, make a film. And these young people make the greatest films I've ever seen. Like, And they're short films, but they're very impactful. One was, um, you know, one was called gentrification. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was called uh, social media. And one was called the store. So they, they created three different films and then we pushed those um, filmmaking skills into the high schools and, and, and middle schools in Washington, D.C. And we also pushed it out to Los Angeles where we work with people like uh, Matt Barnes came on, Snoop. Mm-hmm. And um, we just continue to push, push and push this yeah. program to help our kids have a vocational education that they can look up to. And we, we appreciate you pushing and pushing and pushing. I love the balance here between a uh, politician and, and comedian and how they, you know, marriage, how you've married them and how they kind of run uh, one in the same. Uh, you're on tour now with, with uh, Cat Williams. You've got some projects in the bag. We appreciate your work with uh, the youth, with the uh, Black Women for Justice. And we want you to continue to tap in. And, and, and maybe when you're in, in our area here in Detroit, come see about us uh, in person. But we thank you for being 
uh, you know, one of those folks that, that's getting into good trouble. And thank you for your time today here on Fox Soul's Black Report, Red Grant. And uh, we, we're looking for some even bigger things coming from, from you, brother. And thank you so much. And tomorrow I will be testifying in front of the D.C. Council on vocational education and bringing vocational education back to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. so we can save so many more lives. Uh, and um, big love to the Black Woman for Justice. That's right. And the whole Fox. So well, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Red Grant, be easy. We'll talk to you soon. Easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> That's it, baby. <laughs> Good energy, yeah. uh, good things, yeah. good things, We're yes looking indeed. Looking forward to seeing more from uh, Mr. Red. Good job, good mm -hmm. job. Still ahead, T.D. Jakes is taking his ministry from the church to the cul-de-sac. You don't say. We'll tell you about his new housing plan to help those in the community. You are watching Fox Soul's Black Report. Welcome back to uh, Fox Soul's Black Report Soulmates. Lee Thomas in for Nicordelai Corte. Yeah, thanks for having me. Big time news time. anchor here in the Detroit area. <laughs> Legendary. All right. You're very kind. You're you very ready kind. for your, your Bishop T.D. Jakes? Uh, T.D. Jakes. There we go. Yeah, let's he's, go. He's on a mission. The bishop is on a mission to bring affordable homes uh, to black Americans. You know, Jakes Real Estate Ventures plans to provide affordable homes according, uh, along with mixed income housing and help build growth grocery stores, hospital, it's really a big development mm, now. Great. In a recent article with The Root, Jake spoke about the government's failure to bring imperative information about equity and real estate investment trusts and finance to the black community. Hmm. He stated, and I quote, I'm really trying to leverage my entire platform to be a conduit so that we are knowledgeable about what's out there and we are not afraid of what's out there, the information moves away fear. That is the end of the quote. Mm. Now, Jake's hopes to build his idea on 95 acres of land, get this, right next to Tyler Perry Studios. Man, Yes, listen. it's going to include townhouses, family homes, apartments, like we said, grocery stores yes. and much more. So this is, this is much more than financial edification, as they say, or yeah. education, yeah. as they say. This is building a community, building a network. And I know people talk about that generational wealth. This to me is how it begins, because that information can be life changing. Yeah, what I love about the bishop, besides tapping in, uh, you know, every <laughs> Sunday on, online, is that, in my opinion, he's always had this like forward-thinking, holistic type mm -hmm. ministry. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's great to you, know, you have the people in the pews, but mm -hmm. what happens, you know, outside of the church when they walk out, and, mm -hmm. and it's the it's the Monday through Saturday that they have to do with and what I love about this particular mixed use project my husband's in construction it's called yeah. mixed use, mix build, use build, mix, right? nice. mixed use nice. is that you know you would think that Tyler Perry and Jake's these very you know successful wealthy you know men of God mm -hmm. would, would be somewhere in these even if it was a black neighborhood you think it'd be some kind of gorgeous middle class upper middle class black neighborhood you know Tyler Perry studio is right there it's not necessarily the hood but it's right there in the city it's nice. right there in the heart of, of, yeah. of Atlanta mm -hmm. and that's exactly where Jake's is going and so you're going where the need is I nice. guess is what I'm trying to say yeah and that's what I really can appreciate yeah you know? you, you, th those are things that really uplift the entire area around mm -hmm. and I think those two men especially understand that yeah and it's good that they understand that because especially in uh, Bishop Jake's situation that is part of the mission mm -hmm. and I, I'm sure Tyler Perry's the same way but that is part of the mission is to uplift the yeah. economically the entire yeah. area. Could you imagine being in a room with them while they're, while they're working it out? All yeah. That, can I just touch the him and right. garment, right. all that money in there, all that black notes. money? <laughs> I'm thinking it's like, something. Right. You know, I would and love to be in there. And I'm $20, right? <laughs> $20,000. Right. Okay. okay. The, first, <laughs> the first black woman to be in the Secret Service has mm. died. I had no idea. Sandra yeah. uh, Flemister uh, leaves behind a rich political career. Her flight, uh, fight rather, with Alzheimer's and a lawsuit that details the widespread racism 
shame and discrimination she suffered during her tenure at the federal agency. Known for protecting presidents, Secret Service uh, Director Kimberly Cheadle said in a statement, uh, quote, Phil Master was a trailblazer and inspired a future generation of agents during her time at the Secret Service. Uh, Phil Master guarded the families of U.S. Presidents Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter. Uh, Phil Master's husband of 42 years, uh, John, says that she died due to a respiratory failure that was related to her Alzheimer's uh, fight. And, you know, as we... Truly as we, a celebration, though. I, I, I mean, know, amazing. Especially as we, you know, bring Black History Month, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to a close to still unearth uh, incredible uh, folks like her who uh, have, you know, paved the way for others mm -hmm. and really deposited into um, what a woman of color can be and do. Um, our, our thoughts and prayers to her family, but what an amazing life. What an amazing celebration That's of life. Right. And real quickly, sometimes we forget it's tough sometimes now. Mm -hmm. Imagine what she went through. Yeah. Yeah. So That's amazing. Celebration of life. Yeah. All right. A former U.S. Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall will be memorialized at the University of Maryland's newly opened School of Public Policy. Mm -hmm. Now, the building will bear the name of the civil rights lawyer and former U.S. Supreme Court Justice. Marshall played a key role in breaking down barriers for black and African-American students, including the desegregation of the University of Maryland. Mm. Robert C. Orr, dean of the School of Public Policy there, stated, there is no better name to bestow on this building than Thurgood Marshall's. Justice Marshall's legacy in dismantling, dismantling segregation and strengthening voting rights and promoting equal protection for every American is a true inspiration to us all. Yeah. And I used to, Thurgood Marshall, mm -hmm. he was the dude to me yeah. because he was alone for a long time on the Supreme Court. He was alone as he walked his journey. An amazing, mm. amazing man. That legacy is so unmatched. And, you know, I know his body of work is just, you know, incredible. But what I kind of dial in on when I see him in photographs mm -hmm. and video is so dapper. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he had he had the, the intelligence. He had the, the wherewithal mm -hmm. and, 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 and the degrees and things like that. But it was just something back in that day. Yeah. Black folks, you know, you, you not only could be it, but you also had to look it. You had to. And I just love how in every moment, even on personal pictures with his family. Mm -hmm. Clean. You know, cl Crisp. Clean. Crisp and, and clean, when, yes. And when, you, when you tap into pictures back in the day in that mm -hmm. era, um, you see black folks just walking up and down the street, but they are clean. I mean, yep. heels, pearls, mm -hmm. the hats, mm -hmm. the suits, and there's just some something that's just very prideful in, in that. And that's what gets me every time I see those it pictures. It is, and it's a lesson for us all because, you know, you may say what you may say. You mm -hmm. may throw sticks and stones, mm -hmm. whatever, but you can't. You can't mess with this. You can't. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm, in, yeah. you know, I'm impervious of that. Yeah. I'm unstoppable. It I'm still here. Think, when I see those. Shoulders up, head. He was always like that. That's always. why he's one of, one of my favorites. Always, always. Yeah. yeah. All right, NASCAR has announced it is joining forces with Bethune-Cookman University, another historic HBCU, mm -hmm. for its new campus lab program. Now, according to NASCAR.com. You said NASCAR, right? Yeah. Good, NASCAR. <laughs> Sorry. I was just making sure everybody heard. You said NASCAR. I did. Okay. I spent a lot of time in Charlotte. I was always at the NASCAR All headquarters, right. and, and I see a lot more of Do us. Do you really? I was seeing a lot more okay, of I us. Okay, I take it back. My okay. bad. <laughs> so according to NASCAR.com, <laughs> students who are accepted into the Campus Labs program, they're going to develop um, the experience in market aviation. They're going to work with mentors as well as uh, black employment, see, resource groups. Good, uh, good. Those who complete the program will get a scholarship prize, and at least one student will get a chance to work at NASCAR in the big diversity internship program. And this program is going to be available to sophomore juniors and seniors who major, minor, or have a concentration in business at Bethune-Cook University and have a demonstrated interest in working in the sports industry. Real this quickly. This is a good look. It's a great look. Uh, this last Daytona 500 aired on the Fox Network. Uh, I saw the first African-American mm -hmm. uh, pit reporter. Mm -hmm. Young man, did a very good job. Nice. And I, I was amazed because I was like, is he holding a microphone? 
I was like, okay, NASCAR, yeah. I see where you're at, because NASCAR has been criticized in the past, and they mm -hmm. said, we're going to change. Yeah. I like the changes that they're making. But when we continue to talk about stories like this and bring stories like this to the forefront, and then when we take it upon ourselves, I know there's this little erasion going on with AP course study, but mm -hmm. when we take it upon ourselves to dig a little deep, mm -hmm. there's been color in, NAS in NASCAR. There's been color in, in NASCAR. In NASCAR. There's a documentary on Netflix or something about a, a black sports, uh, uh, sports car racer from back in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there's been color in hockey, an mm -hmm. historic um, presence in hockey. And you you got Howard's lacrosse team beating everybody yeah. in Division yeah, A. Yeah, yeah. Skating, you know, ice skating, things that haven't swim necessarily team, yeah. traditionally Howard been black. Swim team, the same, Gymnastics. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. listen, we, we've, we've always been there. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we have to do a deep dive to see that we've always been there, that right. there's always been a connection. But that's why, you know, Foxhole's Black Report is here to remind us that we are here and been here. Yeah, and it's good to see because usually when you're in the crowd and you see somebody like, all right, now you see. <laughs> but now so many of yeah. us, it's, it's not as big right. a deal. So that's good to see. And you know black folks here in Detroit, we do mm -hmm. hockey. Oh, yeah. We love oh, our Red Wings. Red there. Wings on point. Come on. Yeah, got to. <laughs> if you're looking for something to watch to wrap up your Black History Month, check out Major League Baseball's new series. It's called Undeniable. Mm. The stories from the Negro Leagues. Now it's a contemporary storytelling platform to amplify and honor the legacy of the Negro Leagues. Now Undeniable is MLB's first ever animated series and its key initiative among several meaningful efforts by Major League Baseball, as well as major and minor league clubs. Now to celebrate Black History Month, all episodes are airing right now mm. on the MLB app. Love to see it. Well, we know black history, even though mm -hmm. you know we're, we're wrapping up February, it's, it's a 365 thing. It is. And so it's never too late um, to tap into stories like this, mm -hmm. documentaries. I'm a documentary girl. I oh, absolutely yeah. love it. Oh yeah, documentaries are great. And the, the story of the Negro Baseball mm -hmm. League is, is just, um, it, 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 it breaks your heart, mm -hmm. but then at the same time, it gives you a lot of hope and inspiration just by the way these men persevered. Yeah, they, they persevered you know? and, they, and, they, and they, they, they traveled around, they played to their audience. Yep. One of my favorite things about the whole thing, I hope they touch on him as well, Satchel Paige. My favorite one. He just is. My favorite one. He could have been 80 still playing. Nobody knows how old the man was. My he favorite he one. was still throwing it straight over the plate. Let me tell you, I never had kids, but if, if girl name or boy, Satchel? it would have been Satchel. I love boy that girl. name. I boy love girl, that. It would have been Satchel. Yes, I indeed. Love, he's one of my faves. Yes, yeah, indeed. I got my little coffee table book <laughs> of Negro League, and there were just some amazing men. Yeah, yeah, yes, indeed. Good stuff. Speaking of tapping in, let's uh, tap into what happened on this day in black history. The year of Michael Jackson, picture it, Lee Thomas, Ooh. 1984. Said I can't dance, so I sing or I won't. <laughs> I won't because well, you, know, you have to rights to the music. That's right, we pay, have to pay too much for the right. music. Uh, he won eight Grammys yes. for his critically acclaimed, commercially successful, one of the best to ever do it, best of all time, still on yes. top of the charts, Thriller. Yes which remains, yeah, one of the top grossing albums of all time. Come now, on! Let me take you to, to one of your sweet spots, mm -hmm. Jafar, mm -hmm. the nephew, mm -hmm. getting ready to, to film. Play Michael, my, yeah. Your, your, your thoughts on that, do you, do you, my hope is that he's truly qualified. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. and it wasn't based upon the fact that he's blood. I'm hoping that he, I, I actually think it enhances the fact that he is, but if he can do it. Now we've seen, and I went and looked and did my little research. I know you did. He can sing, he has music videos out where you can see him can singing. Act. And that's the part that I don't know if it matters because he sounds like him, sings like him a little bit, enough. We've seen other people play Mike and it was good and bad. Mm -hmm. Y'all look it up, you don't know what I'm talking about. But I think <laughs> it's a good thing yeah. because he has that immediate connection. But there seems to be something going on now where that's happening. You've got the black uh, mafia family, mm -hmm. the, the one of the characters is actually Absolutely. the son of Absolutely. the big man. Big Meech, Little Meech and is he's playing doing, Big Meech. He's doing, a good, he's doing job. a great job. And he looks just like his dad. Yeah, and I talked to him and he's honored to be there. He's mm -hmm. honored to be playing his father. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who's still in jail, by the yeah. way. We'll yeah, we'll see how this plays out Absolutely. with nephew playing uncle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. All right, up next, one of my faves, India Ari is making a comeback, but it's not what you might think. Yeah, we'll tell you all about her musical return when we come back. You are watching Fox Soul's Black Report.
Welcome back, Soulmates. You're watching Fox Souls Black Report. We have the honor of having none other than Lee Thomas. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to say it. He's a big wig here in the metropolitan uh, Detroit area. Legendary <laughs> anchor, <laughs> film critic, you name it. You're very kind. No, I'm I'll, just I'll go get that truth. guy you're talking about. He can come sit here and do If this. we have time before the show is out, I'm going to tell you why he's so I appreciate iconic. you. I appreciate All right, the Rocky spinoff franchise Creed is back in the ring in theaters this Friday. And Michael B. Jordan, now he started in it he also directs this third installment mm -hmm. and it's expected to be a knockout at the box office take a look the higher you get the harder it gets michael b jordan and tessa thompson are back for creed 3 with jordan directing went through a lot of trials and tribulations, a lot of, um, you know, internal struggles and um, identity crisis. He got to a place where he has a family of his own, which I thought was um, really, really um, was a great thing to show. The stars have grown up alongside these characters for almost a decade now. I really feel invited to be sort of a co-author in Bianca's journey. And to that end, I feel like I'm always contending with new things as a human and the ability to sort of bring that to Bianca. And then the symmetry between us is always so interesting. On this one, for example, she's transitioned into producing with more vigor, and I've done that in my personal career, too. In the film, Adonis Creed faces his past when a former friend, played by Jonathan Majors, resurfaces after serving time in prison, determined to get in the ring. I love the whole career of Sylvester Stallone. Creed was my Rocky. As I grew up watching films, you know, when Creed came on screen, I went, oh my goodness. Is this real, you know, and it's being done in such a, a beautiful artistic way. Majors shares parallels he found with boxers and actors in an all-in approach. Our boxing coach uh, said people fight the way they live. And when that guy dropped in, that's when these two worlds went bang. Yes. Right? Because you act. I, I believe people act the way they live. You know, your, your tenacity and your audacity on screen is parallels the way you are in real life. We're giving a certain part of ourselves. Uh, same with a fighter. I'm just getting started, little brother. Oh, uh, yeah. It's all about that. Um, it is rated PG-13 Creed 3 in theaters this Friday. And speaking of Michael B. Jordan, he had an awkward uh, encounter with a former classmate during a red carpet interview. Mm. Now, that interviewer claimed that they went to school together and called him corny. No. Okay, but Michael B. contested Michael her B. version of those events. Now listen, although the interview <laughs> continues smooth, don't nobody call Michael B. Jordan corny. Although the interview continues smoothly, it turns out the interviewer had previously made similar comments on a podcast. Take a listen. You know, we know each other. We go way back all the way to Chad Science in Newark, okay? What a corny kid, right? <laughs> no, I did not say that. Misquoted for sure. No, you did not hear me say corny. I said we used to make fun of the name. Okay, the jury's if you still said something, as, as uh, you know as well, Courtney, interviewing people, if you say something, you got to stand by what you That's say. That's right. If you call the man corny, just say, I said corny, yeah. but you're not now. Yeah. There's something more you can do than just, I didn't say that. Yeah. Then she goes on social media and admits to it and go and doubles down a little well, bit. Well, you know, it's her moment. If you, it's if you her can't moment. say that in his face, then don't say it. Well, it's her moment. And I think, you know, like you say, stand on it. Stand, stand on what you on say. It. Maybe um, he was corny back in the day. And maybe, and maybe he was, and she probably did say it. I don't think mm -hmm. he just pulled that out of out of nowhere. But you can fix it right then and there. You know what I mean? You can say you can fix it right then but and we, there. But we that's what social media allows us not to have to do oh. is you can go back and say, well, what I really meant or what I really, you know, and then by that time, either you're trying to plug into this mm -hmm. moment with right. all that orange hair right. or, you right. know, you, you just you didn't have the, the gall to to, to you know, to talk mm -hmm. to the person right there in that moment. You know how we do, though, Courtney, if you can't say it in my face. Don't say it at all. There you go. Real quick, want to get back to uh, Creed, mm -hmm. Mr. Mr. Movie uh, Critic Extraordinaire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Saw it two weeks ago. Third install. Yeah. Um, he directs. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you, you know, we know he, he looks great. He's a great actor. All the ladies love it and him major, all that. Mm -hmm. But the directing aspect of it, how do you think he did? This is his first go around. It yeah. is, and you can tell it's a first-time director. He really? makes some first-time director mistakes. The story is there. The story is solid. I say it's the plot threads that need a better written connection. 
motivation, meaning the storyline behind the daughter, the storyline behind why the daughter is uh, deaf, the mm -hmm. storyline behind some of the connections isn't there. I gave it a C, C plus. It's not Ooh, terrible. It's okay. not terrible by any means. Okay. It's a solid film, and I know a lot of people will disagree with my opinion, but hey, I review movies for a living, and I do stand by that opinion. Why would they let it, I mean, if you feel that there's some mistakes directorially Well, he, speaking, he's the director, and he and put, made it the way he wants to make it. He goes very L.A. at some point, too, and I don't mm -hmm. know, in the end of the movie, is very L.A., and I don't know if the rest of the country uh, will go, oh, okay, well, that's cool. Well, some elder director didn't say, son, this is, this, let's well, think about doing this a different way before we release He and Sylvester it. Stallone were like done with each other, and Sly oh. said, I'm not even watching the movie, so oh. he should have made amends with him, because Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone could have guided write. him a little he, bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good stuff. All right. Let's talk about Howard University. Let's do and it. And their all-black swim team. Mm. They made history during Black History Month by winning the Northeast Conference Men's Swimming and Diving Championship. Wow. That's cool. H-U. All right. You the team. Know. <laughs> uh, you know, right? The team, uh, the only surviving swim program program at an HBCU mm. is striving to increase diversity in aquatics where black swimmers account for only get this 2% of collegiate athletes. Wow. Now the team's coach uh, Nicholas Askew believes strong legislation is needed to bring demographic disparities and ensure access to quality education in water safety. Askew went on to emphasize the need for overall support for HBCU athletic programs to ensure their survival. Wow, what I an love amazing, it. I, I love it too. What an amazing feat. And somebody saw this coming, like the folks mm -hmm. over at Sports Illustrated because they that they swim team graced the, yeah. the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Um, what I love about it Real is... Real quick, Courtney, they changed the game when it comes to a celebration. No, listen, you know what I'm you saying? Ain't never gonna I've been see to that. a swim meet before and it's, it's not like I that. I love it's it. It's not like that. So they you know, really always gonna bring the flavor. They really changed it. Yeah. I love what they're doing, and they're, I think they're making other people want to swim. Sorry to I interrupt know. you. No, you're fine. What what I find the the, the the goodness in this is that we we need to continue to preach and practice mm -hmm. water safety. We are the ones drowning out here. Yes. And yes. I'm a fish. I love water. I used to you be do? on. I used to swim the the, the uh, WMCA, mm -hmm. uh, YWMCA nice. here in in uh, in Detroit. I was on that little team as a little tot. Good. And the, the water can be your friend, but you just mm -hmm. have to learn it and understand it. And we can prevent all of these unnecessarily unnecessary drownings of black folks because we're scared of the water. Absolutely. And you can mm. get your hair did after you get out the pool. Let me tell you what, all this new way of... Because you look of, good of, all the time. Of, you of love the water. Up, braiding up your own hair okay. and using somebody else's. Go get you your hair no did and everything, okay? Okay. <laughs> all right, let's move on here. Former <laughs> NBA star Dwayne Wade. Request to legally change his transgender, transgender daughter's gender and name has been granted by a Los Angeles County judge. Yeah, let's talk about this. Uh, this is his daughter right there. Zion Wade is now legally known as Zaya. Hmm. Now, this first came out as a trans. She first came out as transgender in February 2020. Wade's ex-wife has accused him of using his celebrity to profit off their child. Wow. To which he responded, that the petition is about allowing Zaya to live her own life with confidence and joy. And Wade also released a statement on Instagram in which he addressed the allegations against him. Mm -hmm. Now they had, they were very, uh, what do you call it? They had, they won an award mm -hmm. at the Image in the, Awards, yeah, NAACP Image Awards, yeah. and they really had a passionate speech about that. Very and passionate. The LGBTQ black community. Mm -hmm. If you look at the stats on violence against them, on suicide rate, it is shocking. Yep. And the even violence against the, transgender. Transgender, and even the. The, the black community's acceptance mm -hmm. of transgender is mm -hmm. something that is a work in progress. Yeah, it's a little checkered. So I commend them on stepping up and saying anything at all and supporting. You got to support I your do. child. You know, for me, um, having spent some time in Chicago and remembering uh, Dwayne Wade and that track, um, I, I really, um, it's unfortunate that him and the first, the, the ex wife, are so at odds. Yeah. I remember them being a strong family mm -hmm. unit. Um, Dwayne Wade had some homeless issues. Mm -hmm. Her family 
took him in. Mm -hmm. He was on her couch and they, they were just really the strong unit. unit and I know yeah. things don't work out, you know, but you have kids and I just hate that they're on such opposite sides, yeah. you know, of the, of the spectrum. But, you know, the needs of, of those children, you know, should be first and foremost. And it's good to see that, um, you know, Dwayne Wade's daughter is, 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 is getting what she's asked for. Yeah, he's famous. They were Whether you agree with it, it or not. They were going to talk about her and him anyway because yeah. he's a famous person. That's so right. is he getting out in front of it? Yes, mm -hmm. but for good reason. Yeah, I my, agree. Opinion. my opinion. All righty. R&B singer India Irie, one of my faves, mm -hmm. uh, her music is back on Spotify after she pulled it. You might remember back in 2022 mm -hmm. due to Joe Rogan's COVID misinformation and problematic language. That's a nice way to put it around mm -hmm. race. Uh, Ari stated that she wanted Rogan and Spotify to take accountability and see systemic change in the music industry. And after what she deemed a successful protest, her catalog is now available again. Spotify changed its terms and conditions and removed 70 episodes of the Joe Rogan experience in response. Ari says there's still work to be done to ensure fair pay for artists and address those who criticized her decision, uh, stating she stood for herself and she stood up for herself and uh, it worked. And I, I, I think it's safe to say that, you know, you get a couple of coins when your music is right. on Spotify. Right. Yes, yes. So that might have been a determinative factor, you know, once she felt that that situation had been satisfied. Mm -hmm. Let's get back on this rotation. Let's get back to work. On download list so we can, you know, live. Yeah, make, a, make amends. Mm -hmm. She stood her point, made her point. And then, you know, let's get back in the mix. Yeah. I, I have the utmost respect I do. for her saying anything at I, all. I do, too. And mm -hmm. to pull your whole catalog. And taking action yeah. behind the words. That was fearless. Yes. That was very fearless. Because you don't know when the next payday is That's coming. right. That's right. No matter who it is. Mm-hmm. There's still more Black Report to come after the break. Endorsement history in the making. Yeah, we'll introduce you to the teen that signed with Jordan Brand. Ooh-wee. That's next. Oh, let's talk about some black excellence indeed mm. and talk about point guard Kiyomi McMiller. Now, she signed the first high school deal with the Jordan brand. Man, listen, so naysayers call her a ball hog and says she was like doing too much on the court, but her hard work is leading her straight to the top. The Silver Spring, Maryland native credits her parents for her talents on the court as they are both former college basketball coaches. Yeah, McMiller says it's a dream to come, it's a dream come true with the brand that stands for the same passion mm -hmm. that, that, that she, she has. Yep for the game and says, looks forward to encouraging basketball players to use their creativity for their platform, for their purpose. McMiller is number six recruit wow. for the class of 2024, has been named the best ball handler by ESPN. ESPN? So congratulations. That is an amazing feat. And you know, listen, mm -hmm. no matter what their financial background has been, whether there's a bit of a struggle or they come from a stable home, yeah. give them their money. Yeah. That's all I have to and say. And those NIL are amazing they to are. me. I think, well, this is just my opinion. Athletes have been giving blood, sweat, tears, their life to these games Give and not money. making that money and yeah. other people have. Yeah. It's about that time. Yeah, and I hate the other generations like Argent who mm -hmm. missed out on missed that. Missed out on Could it. Could you imagine how where that might have put them? And some athletes that got hurt in college yeah. never saw anything. Never. Never. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Lee Thomas, you are the man. You'll be back with us tomorrow. I will. Thank All you. Right. I appreciate it. I'm it's excited. We're, it we're happy to have you here. I'm Courtney Hicks. I'm Lee Thomas. Thank you for joining us yeah. on Fox Souls Black Report. See you tomorrow. What? Tomorrow. tomorrow.